This is the Traxxas Sector Warcast, a podcast about Warhammer 40k Conquest, the living card game from Fantasy Flight Games. Your hosts are Tobin Lopez, John King, and Carl Anderton. Episode 7, Play Early, Play Often. Alright, welcome. This is uh, the Traxxas Sector Warcast, Episode 7. My name is Tobin Lopez. I'm John King. And I'm Carl Anderton. Our store championship gauntlet has been run. We had two store championships in Colorado, and Tobin and I share our experiences in those. We also give our three snotlings on Zogwarts Curse. As for our How to Beat Them segment, we've already covered Anshi, Eldoroth, Nosdrag, Sycharis, and Kith. This episode, we'd like to talk about Zarathur, and we'll continue our discovery of the 40k universe. Um, and and r- recently enough, as of the last 24 hours, regionals were announced, so we'll talk about that a little bit, too. So, um, and, and of course, uh, the, the, besides regionals, which is news, I think the biggest news that's been hit, that's hit was the announcement of the deluxe expansion, Mm -hmm. right? What are those things called? (laughs) Those, those things that like are like space Marines, but not, they're like the cornerstone of the 40 K universe. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, would it be gremlins? <laughs> That's what it is, gremlins. <laughs> no, no, I, th- I think I think you're referring to the Tyranids. As even, oh, yeah. that! Yeah, that's yeah. right. Even somebody, who's, even somebody who's avoided spoilers like me has heard about those. Guys. Get get used to it. Every 40k player knows they're nids. Nids. Oh, nids. They're, they're yeah. an infestation. I have a, yeah. have a serious problem with nids. So, <laughs> and, and, you do, and you will have serious problems with nids. Well, I'm what, an what, academic. I'll, I gotta say tyrannids. What? No, I, 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 I. Well, Carl said nids, and the only thing I can realize is that people must refer to those like people refer to hemorrhoids. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Those nids are a, shit, are a massive pain in the backside. Yes, agree. Okay, that, right, that, that was the that was the whole that was the whole subtext that came through his pronunciation of nids. Yeah. Okay, so so I got knitted. Let, so we, we talk. We're go, We'll talk about our store championships and stuff. But let's get these things. Couple things out of the way. One is the Tyranids, right? So they announced this deluxe expansion in which they'll have two warlords. Two warlords, Two warlords five, five of synapse these creatures. synapse units. Yeah, we know about one of things, them for sure. Yeah, which which is pretty cool. An infested planet mechanic. Uh, the synapse unit that you you choose one of the two warlords, and that gets you your signature squad signature cards, of course. But then you choose one of five synapse units that, for the purposes of combat and command, well, the counts as a warlord unless there's a, the opponent's warlord is is at is at that planet. The one we've seen does that. The implication I've been seeing from people is that not all of them do that. They get deployed in the same way, but not oh. all of them count as a, That particular warrior is a second warlord. It okay. looks like there'll be all other... Right. The implication right. is those other tricks. We don't know for sure. Oh, that's the true. I guess is, there might be... Yeah. That might be true. That is the text. So um, uh, so that's interesting. So it could, it could count as... So that particular synapse unit will trigger combat at that planet um, and trigger... Uh, command win, almost automatic command win. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, but as long not as necessarily. No, as long as, as, there's, no as there's no other yeah. warlord in place. And that fits so. perfectly with the Tyranid Warrior. In the law, that's bang on. They, they were like secondary command units. You know, they're sergeants, lieutenant right. kind of things. So that's right. perfect. Right. You know. Okay, okay, cool. And then the, the thing with that unit is, that particular one that got spoiled, is it can't go to the same planet as the warlord Unless you must, which mean, yep. which is in the, in the in that case, it would be the seventh planet. Mm-hmm. So you have a double command dial, 
They introduce the one one tokens, uh, which oh. are the terragons. In the whole pack, the gaunts terrify me the most. I mean, because we're looking over some of the bonuses. You know, the idea of handing out various different bonuses to all the termagants. So you've got your, you know, your ranged AOE armor bane gaunts. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, all that stuff. Like, like, yeah, that's horrifying. It gets nuts. So, uh, we, uh, I'm looking forward to it. It should be fun. Now, that's that's three months down the line. Yeah, maybe because we Zogwarts is the fourth one. Three right? to three to four. Yeah, so three to four months down the line. We got packs five and six still to come in the Warlord cycle, and um, but you were saying so you were saying though so, that uh, regionals just been announced. Absolutely. So we're looking at that thing hitting before regionals. Um, it would well. It's, not, it's now it's now it's now March, right? So Zargwarts curse <clears> hit this time. So April and May would be the fifth and sixth packs, and then June, Juneish, maybe into July would be the deluxe expansion. So you mm. could see regionals happening with nids in some of the later schedule. In some ones. of the later schedule. In some ones, of the early yeah, scheduled yeah. ones. Yeah, they, they the 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 regional schedule that I saw, uh, I didn't look at all the dates because it just got announced yesterday. But a lot of them are in the one I'm planning on going to is in May. Um, there's some in Colorado here in June. There's the t- Team Covenant has theirs on June 6th, the same time that Wizards Chess here in Denver has theirs on June 6th. Um, I know that there's some in May, and I think they go into July. Um, so, so what we're saying, folks, is play early, play often. <laughs> yeah, I guess well, that's true. To avoid a case if of nids. You have the, <laughs> yeah, if you, if, to avoid the case of the nids, play, play early, early, play, play often, often, and get, <laughs> and get, your, get your national buy early, because who knows when those nids will hit. Right? <laughs> uh, that's, that's, a, um, that's a tagline for the episode. <laughs> uh, and then... Um, yeah, yeah. That, so the regionals will be cool. It'll be interesting. The, the there's been mixed. You know, obviously the great game is still growing. Mm-hmm. I think that you can expect we had, uh, we had. Ten people at the Wizards Chess Store Championships. Is that right? Uh, the one I went to was Petries. We we had ten at Petries. That. Petries. We had ten, <laughs> and. Petries, excuse me. Petries, yeah. Petries, we had 10, and that was a good group. Uh, John got second place in that one. Yeah, yeah. That was was pretty awesome. Shout out to Dan, who organized that. Yeah. Uh, That was a a great, great tournament. Another listener of ours, Kyle, he he came in first. He beat beat John for the win. I think there were eight, actually. Were there eight? Yeah, there were eight. There were eight of us. That's right, because there was 10 at... There was ten at Wizards Chest. Because that's the one I couldn't go to. Pretty darn healthy for the age of the game. Geez. Yeah, yeah. So we had, so there were eight at, at uh, Petri's. So in Petri's, I played, I played Steve. Um, but what, oh no, no, that's that's the Petri's. What deck did you play? What did, deck did, did I play you, at did Petri's? Did you pilot? What deck did I pilot at Petri's? I can't remember. Was it oh, Kit. Kith Chaos. Kith? Yeah, yeah. I played Padmaster Kith with Chaos Chaos helping. And that was that was pretty fun. Um, she, I I played her because I had just been beaten by her so much. Uh, and then combined with the fact that my Ragnar deck that I liked playing, I had played so much and I didn't really feel like playing again. And my Anshi deck, which was the next deck that I had, I didn't feel I'd played it enough 
and knew exactly what the mechanics were. And I thought that we would see a lot of Anshi, and, and boy, did we. Um, <laughs> yeah. At, at the Petri's one. And then so, so I played Kith Chaos, and I just couldn't bring myself to play Ragnar because I played it so much already. And I couldn't bring myself to play uh, Eldroth Starbane because I played it a lot. Um, and so I was just kind of tired of those two decks. You know, mm-hmm. Those were my good decks. Those were good decks. And Ragnar could maybe could have pulled it out a little bit in, in, the, you know, in hindsight. But Keth Chaos worked really well, and, and uh, I had fun with it. And right, and that, that's amazing. I got third. To- so yeah. that's that's the main reason to go to go to tournaments is to have fun. I actually uh, I went old school. I went back to the as much as I like Papa Nurgle. Um, I actually went back to the original deck archetype that I had built uh, when I first started playing and played Strachan with uh, Space Marines with one core. With one, one core set. I, I got I got to say it rocked. It rocked. Represent. I mean, I mean now granted, you know, that deck worked because uh, some of the all-stars that came out in the later war packs because uh, if you're playing Strachan, I got I got to tell you the Inquisitional Fortress. That is uh, that card's a monster. I, I actually I changed up the deck not significantly, but I ended up cutting uh, some of the more expensive units like the uh, conscripts. I actually didn't play any conscripts, even though I was playing support units. The reason being is because I didn't want uh, I didn't want the uh, unit to be to have to rely on something on a resource that was probably going to be going away. Because I, I played the three Inquisitional Fortresses. Are oh, you talking about the, sup- the, the conscripts, the support? Yeah. The mm-hmm. support triggering concept. Okay. okay yeah, okay. those conscripts. Yeah. Um, what I, what my big combo that ended up in the, in the uh, deck was the White Scar Bikers, which is actually a Space Marine unit. It's one of the uh, Warlord units where the unit gets plus two attack when it's at a planet with a Warlord. It's normally a 2-3. It's got one command icon. Uh, it's a three cost, so it's a little bit more expensive, but it's great because with the uh, Astromilitarum attachment, Honorifica Imperialis, which is a card everybody knows I love, which is a two-shield, or two-cost two uh, attachment that you can also use for two-shield. You attach to an army unit while at a planet with an enemy warlord. The attached unit gains armor-baned and ranged. Yeah. Boy, I yeah. when I slapped that down and people all of a sudden realized they were going to be facing four armor bane range, five <laughs> if I happen to have Strack in there at the planet. Oh, yeah, because um, he's a soldier, because too. Because the, the White Scar, the white scar Bikers qualify as soldiers. <laughs> You'd be surprised that I, the... the once, once uh, my opponents. Well, that's five range coming at you. Yeah, that armor you can't bane. prevent armor bane. <laughs> and, and, and speaking of armor bane, I mean, you know, I actually played a pretty diverse group of uh, opponents. Uh, my first <laughs> opponent played Anshi, and uh, let's see, second opponent I, I faced Anshi, and who third, was your third opponent? Third in the finals, um, I ended up facing off against Anshi. <laughs> oh wow! You know, so, so by the time you got to the third place, the third that that top game. You knew what to do, right? <laughs> you well, had a good a lot of experience playing on. Well, when when we were talking about our, yeah, when we were talking our, about our heart of how to beat them, I didn't even this didn't even come up. But once the Anshi player realized that they were going to be facing Armor Bane just like they were dishing out, the fear in their eyes was it it, it, it was really delicious on the tongue. I have to say, it really was when when I slapped that down and they're like, "What does that do?" Oh well, this happens if you have, you know, if he's at a planet with the enemy warlord, he, he gains, gains ranged armor bane. Ranged armor bane, and he gains plus two attack if he's at a planet with a warlord. Yes, he does. 
Huh. <laughs> I heard so, that from all wow. three of my opponents. So they're hitting which for were, four. Everybody down yeah. at Petri's, you guys are great players. Loved it. Loved it. Yeah. Wow. You're, so you're hitting for four before they get a chance to hit. Well, in ranged. Well, I was going to say. Good. Well, that's the, the range. The range gives you the chance to get hit right, right, before right. they do, right? Yeah. But in that particular case, the good old she has some rings against you, or else they're kind of screwed anyway. So. I, oh, I, I faced a lot of I faced a lot of range, which so another another all star, which I only had one of, um, suppressive fire. Oh, out of, yeah. out of there, uh, being able to give tap either guys that had range because in the finals I ended up losing. Um, his he had he had the uh, tap he had the the unit. And he had put two gun drones on it, so he had four ranged armor bane. Oh man! If we can so, just throw this little, little comment in, you mentioned suppressive fire. My current favorite marine, my current favorite card combo in the game right now is eager recruit suppressive fire. Oh! Set up, set up a big battle. Oh, you got you got some big old eager recruit suppressive fire. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I just love that. Just cracks me up. That one. That's great. You play the recruit. <laughs> you have the recruit distract the big guy. Yeah, exactly. That's just uh, Carl. That is up. that is great. I've been playing. I've been playing this deck like I said since the beginning, and I always play the eager recruit at the end as a surprise. Yeah, I these, didn't think about big scary ambushing out something to <laughs> then to exhaust them. Oh, that's good. well. And, and you, I've have, got a new trick. And you have the Mystic Warden now. You played with him a couple times. He's a good one for suppressive fire as well. Oh, exactly. Because yeah. you just he's a zero cost. You're like, okay, yeah. He, he he's not a soldier, so he doesn't get the bonus. He's a two two that's going to go away. He doesn't have any command icons, so he's going to go away. You might as well use him as kind of a, a, a glorified. Uh, uh, I used Guardsman, that, right, right, and that's exactly why I threw him in there. I mean, he's, the fact he's a zero cost, um, suppressive fire, glorious intervention, uh, you know, any of the tricks that allow uh, uh, veteran brother Maxos, yeah, uh, that uh, requires you to sacrifice guardsman units. I mean, the Mystic Warden did so much work with those, with that combination, and I, because I didn't want to, I had been playing the. Uh, Inquisitorial Acolyte, the one where when he leaves play, you draw cards. But he's a three-cost unit, and I realized that I was playing. I wanted to go cheap. I ended up. Ha I did have a couple of big units. I had f uh, four four cost. I had the uh, the Meridian Hellhound, Mordian Hellhound, and the Assault Valkyrie out of uh, Astro Militarum, and then I had the Darren Assault Squad and the Raven Raven Guard Speeder, and. Truthfully, uh, it, the final match came down to me not being able to draw another either two-shield card or a unit that I could ambush out. Because if I had drawn my Eager Recruit or my Elysium uh, Assault Squad, would I have won? I don't know. I didn't know what the, my opponent had in his hand. But I had two units. He had one. and Yeah, he had two He had two shields. Kyle was, Kyle was one that won, right? So right. He was, so he had... Two two shield cards in his hand and the Tau uh, Fireblade unique unit who gives another shield while you're playing shields. Right. So I was hit, so I was hitting him for three and he was shielding for three. Yeah, continually yeah, shielding yeah. for three. I was hitting for three with both my units. And um, if I if I could have dropped another unit, um, who knows? Maybe I would actually would have gotten through. I would have exhausted his shield because he had one damage on the unit anyway. I only needed to do one. Lousy point of damage to that thing. Yeah, yeah. You just needed to get one, one, two more through, right? Two more I through, think yeah. it's a three-three unit. So yeah, and that was it. Was it was great? I mean, the the fact that you held your own uh, with a Strachan <laughs> one-core set against three on she decks. 
uh, was, I mean, I was proud. <laughs> oh, I was, I was incredibly proud. <laughs> it was, was awesome. Incredibly proud. Um, you know, and I just played a Kith Chaos kind of thing that, and, and the first, I lost in the first round against uh, a gentleman by the name of Regan. And I had, I mulliganed because I didn't have any, I had three events and one unit in my opening hand, and the unit was Murder Razor Wings. And uh, so I didn't have uh, any com real command icons in my first hand, so I mulliganed into three Murder of Razor Wings. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, I'll play this, and he'll, you'll discard a card, and I'll play this, and you'll discard a card, and I'll play this, and you'll discard a card. And he still was able to play some command icons. I think he was playing Eldoroth. And um, so I knew it was coming because I had been playing Eldoroth for so long. And so, but he just had card draw over me because my three units were commandless icons that got rid of another card so uh, it wasn't really card advantage for me and so I lost that first game um, he had pure command advantage and then so I but I went on to win the other two and it was fun it was it was a great time it was a uh, small group and some newer players some um, Kyle and Steve uh, I would see the next day at and I saw the next day at Wizard's Chest and Wizard Chess was a little bit bigger. We had three or four people that were brand new. Like, they, they had come out of the woodwork. Mm -hmm. uh, I hadn't awesome. seen them. And, and one guy, uh, so Steve uh, Gerbrandt ended up winning, who came in third at Petri's or fourth at Petri's? Fourth, fourth at Petri's. Petri's. Third. Right. I, I, so he came in fourth at Petri's, and um, he ran the gauntlet. He went, because we did four, because we had ten people there, so we did four rounds four rounds maybe three and then a cut to the top four whatever it was we cut to the top four and it was me Steve uh, a gentleman by the name of Dan I forget his last name and then uh, me Steve Kyle and Dan so Kyle Steve and I had played at Petri's and so the matchups in the first round were me versus Steve uh, and Kyle versus Dan I played uh I played against Steve, and it was a that one was a weird game. This was the first game in the cut. It was a weird game. We we both of us didn't have a lot of command icons, so we weren't winning a lot early. So it was a very like we had. I think at the end of the first round, we each had one unit in play, right? And I don't think they had any command icons on them. <laughs> so it was really weird. Uh, so it was a slow game. It went long. It went to Planet Five, maybe even, I think Planet Five, and he ended up winning. He had. He had some zinch. He he worked some zinch magic with the orc cannon and everything else, and got rid of my. I think he blooded my warlord, but it was all academic at that point. He had he'd out united me, so that was a good game. Um, the Kyle Kyle was playing a Zarathur deck. I'm not sure exactly what he was playing, but he was playing against Dan, who I learned when he went up against Steve. He had played his 11th game ever against. Oh, and there's a train. Hey, Woohoo! Yeah, so he had played an 11th game ever against Dan, or sorry, against Kyle. He beat Kyle with Space Marines, um, I think it was Tau, yeah, Space Marines Tau. And the the final game where he played Steve was amazing. And there was a there was a moment there where he he was looking. It wasn't looking good. It wasn't looking good for Dan. I think it was Planet Four. There were units all over the place on the chaos side of the table, and 
he drop potted a salt and we we're like where's your area effect because there were cultists everywhere <laughs> there's all these little guys everywhere on steve's side of the table and he dropped part of the salt or cardenas an area effect one yeah tactical squad cardenas and he gets it in he puts it in the area effects and like the table goes poof and like and now now Steve still managed to carry it out, but that was an exciting moment in the game. It was fun. it was great to watch that. It was a uh, uh, man. Dan put up a heck of a fight too, um, uh, but Steve came out the winner. He, Steve ended up going undefeated that day. Wow. He, he went. He, I think we were four rounds of Swiss, so he ran the four and he he won those two rounds and the cut. Um, uh, so props to Steve for winning that. Um, it was it was a great time. A lot of conquest was had. A lot of new folks were there. Um, That's always at great. Wizards to see. Chest. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dan Dan got second place and he played his twelfth game. Yeah. Right? He played six games that day and he played six games the previous day against uh, his friend David, who I played in round four. So it was it was really cool. It was really fun. Um, uh, we got mats. We got alternate art. We got yes, the uh, Lehman, all kinds of cool stuff. Lehman Russ battle tank. Yeah, yeah, that was that's cool. That, the store championships were fun. There's still two coming up in here in Colorado. There's one March 21st at Gamers Haven in Colorado Springs. Um, so so we'll look forward to maybe being able to attend those. I won't be able to go to the Gamers Haven one. I'm I'm out of town that weekend. So, uh, but I I hope to be able to um, participate in the regionals, which uh, were just announced. If you haven't been. Go check them out. So see if there's one in your area. Uh, for Conquest, we're holding one at Wizard's Chest on June 6th. So they'll be holding one. Um, and uh, I don't know what the prize packages for those are. Uh, it should be fun. We'll, we'll fi- I assume we'll find out soon. Yeah, I don't think that's really nice, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but let's go. Let's go ahead and move to our. How do you beat them, Zarathur? The Chaos God. And I picked this, yes, because I could not beat. <laughs> I could not beat Zarathur. Uh, Steve Gerbrandt was playing Zarathur. So I was like, you know what? We're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to analyze this because uh, I, I really want to be able to beat Zarathur. <laughs> um, so he, he has, he's in the corset. He's one of the corset warlords. And his uh, signature squad are the Flamers, a two-cost army with two, two, a one-command icon, it's a Zinch Damon. Action sacrifice this unit to deal two damage to a target non-warlord unit at the same planet. Right? So Zarathur's power is that he when damage is assigned to an enemy unit at that planet, you increase the damage by one. So uh, as you might be able to add, Zarathur's flamers can do up to six if they attack first and then immediately take their action to sacrifice themselves. So that's that's a heck of a potent play. Um, they well, have you're gonna attack and then your opponent's gonna have a window. Right. It depends on the initiative. Initiative action window goes to initiative player first. Mm-hmm. Oh, I see. Yeah. 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 So. so if you have initiative, Zarathur with initiative is pretty rough, right? And he pairs well with the orc cannon because you you trigger the orc cannon to do an indirect damage, and your opponent is taking two indirect damage, but your uh, your unit is only taking one. So Zarathur pairs pairs well with indirect damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously the flamers can hit for a total of six. Now that's sacrificing them, right? So they're going away. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah. Then you have your signature support, which is the Shrine of Warp Flame, which is a one-cost support. Um, and after an enemy unit is destroyed, 
you can exhaust the support to take a zinch card, the topmost zinch card from your pile into your hand. So you would, I, uh, I, ideally you're pulling the flamers back into your hand and playing them later. And you probably did just kill something to trigger the wolf flame. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another zinch card that you can bring back that's in this, uh, that's in the uh, uh, signature squad is the Infernal Gateway. It's a one cost event with one shield. Put a chaos unit with a printed cost of three or lower into play from your hand or the planet. If that unit is still in play at the end of the phase, sacrifice it. So you could gateway in a flamer, you know, attack with him, sacrifice him, and then, you know, and, and, and you've only, you've done all that for one cost and one event. So that's the power you're going to see with him. Um, his, his three shield card is a zero cost attachment. You attach it to an army unit, and when the attached army unit leaves play, deal one damage to each enemy at this planet. So, again, it's snowballs or snow fireballs. <laughs> fireballs on you. Yeah, fire definitely. The, fire gets, the fireball gets bigger. <laughs> right? You put it on a flamer and you're just like, oh, you're just asking for it. <laughs> you sacrifice it. You deal one damage, but it's two at Zarathur, so a, Zara, a flamer might do four, no, three, four, five when sacrificed with a mark of chaos on it. Yeah, that would be rough. Okay, so it could deal out five damage, maybe only four to depends on the timing. Maybe only four to the same unit, because you're assigning damage. Sacrifice this unit if you deal two damage. Yeah. When the unit leaves play, you deal one. You so. increase both of those sets. Two separate, two separate sets assigned. Yeah, that's maybe. nasty. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's one of the big things to watch out for is Arthur is is small amounts of repeated damage. Yes. Like the rotten plague bearers and the attack, the small mm -hmm. attack from this guy, then the then the sacrifice trick, it's mm -hmm. all going up by one. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. so you can there's there's a lot of options for Zerather, mm -hmm. and I've given it some thought. I think because Zerather wants to be in the primary combat, right? That's where you're putting Zerather. You're you as a warlord playing as Zerather, you want to put him in the combat that you want to win. So what you want to do as the opponent, I think, is set it up. So he really he's going to be really pressured to go there. He's going to pay a price for going to that planet. And what happens uh, the the best thought I can come up with is Ragnar, right? Yeah, if you go sure. to that if you go to the same planet as Zarathar with Ragnar, you're going to be dealing two damage to something. I know where I'm going to put it, which is probably the Flamers. Yeah. Right? The Flamers are at the target. Or I'm going to put it on Zarathar himself cuz he's a he's a one six warlord. He's one of the weaker warlords. Mm -hmm. Now the one six becomes two when he attacks, of course, because of his ability. Mm -hmm. But he's a six, yeah. right? So you could hypothetically, if you have initiative and a bit of range, you could bloody him right quick. I, I think that's a big thing is that you're gonna have to pick your battle with him. You're gonna have to pick the planet where you're gonna have initiative. And obviously, send your warlord there too. Yeah. Right. Doesn't matter if initiative's on your side. If you don't send your warlord, well, Zarathur's gonna have it. Right. So you definitely have to plan for him in in, in doing that, and I, I think uh, you know I, I, if you're if you're playing a com uh, a combat warlord like Ragnar, your deck's already built to do that uh, or to take advantage of that, I should say. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, I yeah, mean, I you're, so. you're not you you don't want to take on Zarathur with Kith would be bad. Yeah, Kith. I think Kith would be bad because <laughs> because of the area effect possibilities. Warp Storm. Warp Storm is obviously a big chaos card, right? It's a right. three cost event that does two damage. And this is the important part. It does two damage to every unit that does not have an attachment. Yes. So so Tau and Eldar Tau and Tau attachments, those attachments become so valuable. Even the, even something as 
as maybe as pedantic as a black sun filter where you're like oh I get a resource but that protects you against the warp storm because you're wearing the goggles <laughs> I, I'm wearing goggles so I don't see the warp storm uh, thematically I think it really makes sense that space marines you know Ragnar and maybe Captain Cato because uh, Cato Sicarius you know Zarathur's flamers they attack they sacrifice he gains a resource right so then all of a sudden you have resources to play cards with during those battles so I find it thematically interesting that space marines yeah, are the ones that are maybe best equipped to take on chaos. Woohoo! Yeah, yeah, yeah that matches one. up, right? I don't know if Dark Eldar are very. I, I, I'm kind of going through the going through the warlords. Eldaroth Starbane with his with his exhausting ability not, may work. Yeah. I mean, not bad. I mean, not specifically against the flamers. It does take a nice chunk of damage off. But yeah, I'm trying to think through because in terms of tau, I would be thinking ranged. It's either scare Zarathur or drive off small units that don't keep hitting you for plus one each time. Right. Um, with Marines, um, Indomitable comes in comes to mind first, first of all. And oh yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Right. Just being able to um, just being able to out unit. I mean, if if I was facing against Zarathur and didn't have a, a solid plan, I would think because you're talking about um, worrying about where he goes a lot. I think this is small pockets of scattered units, you know, little little elite groups sitting around, as it were. You know, rather than because you put everything in one place, you're asking for kablam, 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 him to just start nuking things. In, in right. One so, spot. so maybe, maybe kind of uh, the same tactic to beat Anshi, uh, just out unit him because that was one of the one of the things I uh, with the Astro Militarum that I found. You know, having lots of cheap units, more units than you can. There, there. Were, I won planets solely because he you had the zero one was the one la last one remaining the, the one two guardsmen <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. you know totally. he, he killed the command squad the guardsmen come into play one or one one uh one game I had uh, I did have the Omega command squad out so and I was winning command left and right so I mean I had guardsmen <laughs> guardsmen 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 yeah, yeah. and over. so I mean if you're sacrificing now now granted I mean the the flamers can can uh, attack and kill what a little unit, and then sacrifice and kill another little unit. So yeah, there is that. There's you're that. you're you're losing two to one, but they're still you know they're still sacrificing that unit, so it's going to be gone. As long as if if they've got if they've got the shrine of Warpstorm uh, in play, oh boy, it's it's going to be yeah yeah the 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 in my I don't know I don't know how in my games against Steve he had the shrine out and he was recycling it. And when they can do that, that's a, that's a very powerful thing, right? Um, the games that he had, well, in the in the final against Dan, he didn't have the warp flame. Mm -hmm. he, he didn't use it, and so he was he was really hard pressed to to keep pressure on. And, but, and so it was a it was a that final game was a, more of a battle, I think, because the Shrine of Warflame didn't come up. Right, and that and that's one of that's one of the there's only gonna be one of in the deck. So if you're facing Zarathur and they haven't thrown that down first turn, second turn. You know, maybe you want to start figuring on try to try to deny him cards. Yeah, that that all. I mean, <clears throat> if it's such a powerful effect. I'd almost be if there are any ways of getting a card discard out either in the deck or on, on the table in planet form. It's not a bad idea. Yeah, to yeah. I mean, it's not so much I guess focus I think on, I'm more. I think I'm more afraid of them having money. I think I'm more afraid of chaos having money because they have some. You know, there uh, the 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 blood letter, the vicious blood letter, right? right. They have daemons. They have cost. Reducing stuff. Soul grind. I'm a little bit more afraid of them having money than I am afraid of them having cards. Because especially with money, you can Zinch's Firestorm uh, uh, a uh, non-Warlord unit. You can just do direct damage. Mm. You know, it's like, here you go. Say, and one other thing I think that Zarifer definitely is um, 
a change in normal normal play is a lot of the uh, when you when you're at the same place as the warlord units. You've got the Balkan recruits, you've got the white scars, both of which nice hard hitting mm -hmm. low health. Only takes mm -hmm. damage or one one or two damage, and yep. so I, I mean you always want. This sounds like a complete no-brainer. You always want fairly tough, effective units, but you want particularly tough units when it comes to Zarathur. There's always that one additional little poke, you know? Right, because, I mean, a flamer could take care of a Borkin's unit by a sacrifice, or yeah. an attack or a sacrifice, yeah. right? Because you, you you're doing three, yeah. so you have to prevent two. Yeah, so th those are valuable things. And and just like I think like we were talking about with uh, previous Warlords, uh, especially on She, you know, damage prevention that isn't shields. Mm -hmm. Or damage redistribution that isn't that isn't shields is is good way. Now, having said that, so the custom field generator, the orcs support card. Mm -hmm. uh, if you if you're an orc player, I think orcs really match up well with with uh, Zarathur because yeah, Zarathur wants to do damage and or or this deck wants to do damage to you, but if they can't kill you. Watch out, no, so because those, brutal, or, those yep. brutal orcs are going to come back yep. and Good get you. Tricks. Yeah. You know, um, and the orcs are tough. I mean, we talked about we talked about Nazdrag when we did our How Do You Beat Him on Him, and we noticed that his units, a lot of his units, a lot of those war, uh, those orc units have, you know, they're one or two hit points, but they're five or sorry, one or two attack, but they're five hit points. Fives, yeah. They're four hit points. You give them. A, you, you're playing with Nazdrag, you, or you give them brutal. All of a sudden, you don't. Zarathur's flamers don't want to hit you <laughs> unless they're sure you they can take take you out. Take well, yeah. certainly not the sudden, same location as him. Right. Deal, deal exactly. three. Oh, hold on. Right. <laughs> right. Deal back three or come back. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's a tough that's a tough pill to swallow. So you know, orcs might be a good answer to if you're finding yourself in a Zarathur heavy uh, group. Um, orcs might be a good answer. Um, we talked about. On she and you know the little soldiers, the 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 Imperial Guard, the Astra Militarum, with just one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, kind of nature of that um, um, could it really help. I like out of Zogwart's Curse. There's the Chimera, not the Steel Legion. Well, Steel Legion Chimera, Chimera would help, <laughs> say, right? Yeah. But that that prevents thinking. damage from an attack, yeah. right? Oh, the attack only. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's only a, it's, it's only when, when assigned him, so. damage from an attack. But what I was thinking was the staging ground, the one cost support, where you exhaust the support location. It's an Astra Militarum ally. You can you can ally it. It's not loyal or signature. Exhaust the support to deploy a unit with a printed cost of two or lower at the planet. Now, you still have to deploy it. So that means you have to pay for it, right? Mm -hmm. But it's two or less. So all of a sudden, you you know they they do their chaos tricks, and you tap you you take that action, exhaust that, and play a Strachan's command unit, bammo! There you go. Oh, we got two people. We we're gonna. It's a soldier. We're gonna attack again. Maybe your guys there. Maybe not. Boom! And then he. And then out comes a guardsman that he wasn't planning on. If he gets rid of it, here comes the guardsman. So, so that kind of support that the Imperial Guard has uh, is 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 even stronger. I think with staging ground. Staging ground is, and we'll talk about Zogwarts course. But staging ground is probably my. Second favorite card out of that set, mm -hmm. and maybe maybe third after Chimera. It, in my mind, it really that that just signifies Warhammer 40k, the lore, and especially the Astro Militarium, the Imperial Guard, because you know I forget the the War Master who said it, but you know give me enough 
bodies and I can choke the eye at chaos. <laughs> you know, just throwing soldier after soldier after soldier after soldier after soldier into the grinder. Right. You know. Macarius. Sorry, that took a moment. Macarius. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it, it's, it's just wonderful with this game and seeing that tie in and, and being able to see <laughs> that effect. And it's just like, wow. And then you guys have been reading a bit of Abner. Um, one of the um, conversations one of the big leaders has with um, Gaunt from Gaunt's Ghosts is he's talking about a certain like ancient um, commander well before any of the things they're doing. And it, it, basically the commander you can tell is, is supposed to be from like the um, 40k's version of like Imperial um, British Empire. Like, <laughs> kind of, like, you, you can hear from what he's saying. And yeah. the guy says this whole deal is like, um, the guy says like, um, there was a huge battle, he lost over like several million men, wiped out taking this planet, and when asked how he felt about it, the commander said, um, it's, um, I'm honoured to have served the Imperium so well, which is a paraphrase <laughs> of an actual British um, commander from, from like, the, that, that period. And Gaunt's like, I don't get that, that's like all that, all that loss of life. Right. You know, and the response from the, the commander, the, his commanding officer is trying to teach him something. He says, well that's the point, those men are there for that. I mean, we don't have battles on this scale anymore, but that's the point. The point of those people, the Imperial Guard, the Astra Militarum, is to go and die in battle. So basically this guy was saying, I've done my job so well because so many people got to fight to do what they were supposed to do. Yeah. You know, it sounds horrible, but that was his, that's his, his viewpoint. Yeah, and we've it, talked about know? this before, yeah. right? That, that it's inconceivable <laughs> for us to really accept that yeah. just, just at, 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 at face value. We have to really put ourselves into, okay, humanity is no longer just Earth. It's massive we are everywhere trillions we, i mean know, yeah stupendous yeah. amounts of yeah. human human bodies i mean uh, uh, not to get off topic stupendous amounts of humans that we don't know about i mean the whole idea is the galaxy we, it, it, at that point there's still all the pockets of people around that we run into it's in the galaxy is a kind of a big place right right you know? exactly. yeah. so yeah. Yeah. it would be a tremendous waste of space if there was another life out there right yep. <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so um any other any other thoughts on on Zarathur, how to beat him, uh, challenges with him. I was just going to throw in very briefly, sorry, it just occurred while we are doing it. Um, since I'm playing Oshi, ethereal tricks, you're worried about odd little units that you don't want to attack you, so you hit them and run away. I do it a lot with Onshi. I send him over, kill someone, yeah, flip yeah, feedback. That's actually, yeah. I don't get to respond, so if yeah. you can pull it off. Yeah. I've, I've, I've thrown an ethereal envoy or a prelate in. I know there's a lot of anti-prelate um, conversation going on at the moment, but I like them a lot. Thrown <laughs> them in, buff them with the card that gives plus one an ethereal trait at the location, I forget what it's called, and hit things and run the heck away. Yeah, yeah, Quickly, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, hit and run. Yeah, the prelate is a uh, ennui prelate, that's yep, what it was, ennui. Yeah. I like it still, but there's this, there's some discussion amongst the Onshi deck builders that it's a bit too big and a bit too much. I love it though. So. Uh, well, it can it can really come in to save you, because you, because of the ambush trait, I think uh, that's a you know, maybe it's not three of in a deck. Maybe it's two. Yeah, agreed. You know, I don't. I don't know that it's three of because it is expensive. Uh, but as as people are talking, you know, I think people really want to be able to play the big units. But the fact of the matter is that this game is is not. It seems to be designed around smaller units, two, three cost, even to some extent right. one. Right cost now, units. I think the the ones that are more competitive are definitely that. I mean, I love my possessed, and I. Was tr I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried <laughs> to have to play with three of those in, in, in the deck, and um, when you base your deck around that, right now I don't think it, it's too exp they're too expensive to get out. They're too easy to kill. 
Yep. Zinch is Firestorm. Sicarius uh, is uh, Furious Sicarius. Oh, because they're the nine four. Yeah. Uh, right. I was going to yeah. say, in the case of Possessed specifically, because four health, four health is not enough for that cost. It's it's too it's too well even fragile, you know. Even uh, even um, even if I don't take a point of damage off of it, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, Archon's Terror to route it. The planet ability. Inquisitorial Fortress. Inquisitorial Fortress. <laughs> <laughs> the very card uh, you use. Somebody wins Planum. Move a non-warlord unit you control. Somebody wins Farron. Route a target non-warlord unit. You know, they're easy and they're they're too expensive to get out. Uh, so you're, or so expensive to get out that they're pu you're putting all your eggs basically in that basket. Well, there's too many tricks to disrupt your basket. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's um, tricks just in just about every every deck. Yeah, and, and that's, one faction, of, that's one of the right? things that's that's so great. And I, I do think that deck will be coming, um, or at least I hope. Right. You know where you're going to be able to do something where you're cheating out those big units for an insanely low cost. Um. But you can't rely on just having, uh, you know, like Yvarn, where you put a winning Yvarn, where you're putting and you're putting a, a unit into play. Each player gets to put a unit into play right. at the HQ because they might drop a Dreadnought, you know. Plus, also, but it, it also it, might be first planet, and you don't have that unit in play, right. and or, then all of a sudden, poof, get, there goes there goes that option, right? Or 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 it goes away, uh, or you know, I should say that it never comes. Never comes out. Uh, the plan never comes out in, in what you're struggling for. So, um, yeah, I think right now if you're playing, you play mainly two, three cost units, and then you play maybe a couple of fours. So, uh, but you stay away. Maybe a five because there are some fives that are so good, such like. Uh, uh, well, Lemon Russ, we've got the Lemon Russ right here. That, that that's that's command icon wise. That's a great one. Uh, I like the four cost. Um, it's, it's the tank that prevents other things from being targeted. Right. Oh, right. the Land Raider? Land Raider, yeah. Oh, yeah. Land yeah Land Raider. Maybe it's a five cost. He's a five. Yeah, yeah it's a five cost. Yeah. Well, I so Land Raider's, Land Raider's a good one because of that ability, right? Yeah. I think I think Yvangon in general, I mean, this. Yeah, obviously, we look at the big toys and go, hey, we want to play these. These are great fun. These are nice. And you, and in your mind is the, I can play one for free. I mean, when it happens, when it does get triggered by the game effect, it's awesome, you know? Um, and I do think, well, I'll, I'll mention this when we get around, get around to our own favorite cards, I'll say. But I think you're quite right. My, my decks are tuning more towards, I think everyone, every build I see is tuning more towards keeping those costs as low as reasonably possible, as balanced. Two to threes. Two to threes is what most people are assuming to play in terms of costs. Right. You, know. you know, and I, I think, and, and that's just something that as we've all grown as players, the meta's grown and realized, oh, you know, it's kind of like when everybody first, first uh, started playing Magic. And if you were a green player, you wanted to get that force of nature out. Now, if for anybody who doesn't remember that card, it's a huge old 8-8 creature that cost a lot to get out and had some upkeep and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, once this hits a table, I will be unstoppable. Well, okay, great. You're unstoppable for that one planet. I'll avoid it. Unless it's the winning planet, you know, you're going to have to take it back to HQ. It's going to have to come in. It's going to yeah. be exhausted. I'm going to get a couple of, you know, you're... You set up for those, and I, I think, uh, you know, pe as players' skill have, have grown, you realize those, I, I don't want to say tricks, uh, tactics. Y you know, you, you've got smarter tactics like, okay, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to put this card out now because, one, I don't need it. But if he throws out something that's coming to this, you know, a planet that two or planet three later, then I can, I can put out my eager recruit. I'm going to be able to get, get the last little bit. Of damage on them with uh, eager recruit and furious carrier, so I'm going to be able to to 
ambush in something as Carl's pointed now suppress the fire <laughs> yeah and I'm gonna exhaust it and now I'm just gonna have all my little one ones beat on it and yeah hey guess what thanks for thanks for spending so much of your your uh, resources on that thing. Now, now you've said that I made that comparison particularly to a, a green style magic play I guess that's a good point to make about the game in general which is positioning is everything in a lot of card games it's on the table it's on the table it can be played in Conquest no it has to be in the right place yeah and m maneuvering it there however you do it through regular play or effects is a big deal yeah that, that, I mean that's a, a definitely a level of strategy that's one of the things I love about the game and it, it's just I've, I've noticed that I have gotten you know everybody knows my, my feelings about cards like Doom and Exterminatus. <laughs> I, I, should, um, I should mention I played John a little bit recently, and every time every time it's coming, I've gone, okay, so here we go. I'm going to play it out, and I'm going to wait for a reaction. <laughs> but I, I've gotten better at being able being able to see that, and like not having everything stacked up in HQ because I put three huge units at first plant. Right. Uh, you know, like that one time when I had the two possess or the two soul grinders and a possessed, or two possessed and a soul grinder. And it's kind of like, ah, oh, I've got this huge army. It's like, yeah, I don't want to deal with that doom. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, because I'm I'm winning planets, but you don't. You, I won the one planet, or I won the two planets, but after that, I didn't have anything. So, realizing that, and like, ah, oh, I can't. I got to make sure that I'm not setting myself up for that. I'm not walking into uh, a doom. I'm not walking into an Asturbinatus because I've got everything set up at planet three, and the. The Cato player can all right. I'll win Planet One, and in my deploy action for the second phase, I'm dooming, or I'm sorry, I'm exterminating Planet Three and wiping all that up and putting yeah. putting one guy out there, and you yeah. realize, and you and put you so far behind the curve. So yeah. Yeah. you know, everybody is getting that kind of skill level, which is awesome. And, yeah, that's and, cool. You know, that's seeing cool. those tricks and and. It, I'm sorry. I'm going to start calling them tactics. They really are tactics. They're, they say tactics on the card. It's not a trick. You know. Well, it's, 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 not, it's not a trick. You know, it, it isn't it is. a trick. It isn't, it isn't fooling anybody. It's playing the cards as they were intended to be played or maybe even to the best of their ability, right? Right. <laughs> best purpose. I was going to say, I think, that's, I think that's one of those things most of us have seen. If you're playing a, new, you play a newer, newer player or a certain type of newer player in the game and you make a certain play and you get... What? Yeah. You know, no, that's playing the game. That's how it's supposed to work. Right, when someone's right. like annoyed. We, by we your can mastery. say bullshit. This is yeah, an yeah. adult podcast. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, you know I mean? Well, yeah. you know, and, and so maybe for people who are out there teaching, because we actually have had questions where people say, you know, how do I teach this game? I think you t definitely take it in sections. You base and you're doing it very basic. You're saying, okay, here's a planet. We're going to deploy. Here's how combat works, and you run that through. You play with open hands. And, and that kind of stuff, and you don't worry about tricks like oh, I'm gonna now you've set everything up over here. I'm sorry, you don't worry about tactics like setting them up or, or avoiding an exterminatus or yeah. setting up an exterminatus or anything like that. Yeah, and and, and I think we that's we an that's an advanced one. tactic that once the player gets hooked, that's when you that's when you can crush them. Yeah, <laughs> once you know that you can beat the snot out of them, they're gonna come back for more. <laughs> that's that's when you, that's when you well, lay the yeah, stuff you out play, and you show them how cool this game really is. You play yeah. a couple of rounds with open hands. You play, and I, and I mean a couple. I mean two, right? Get let them get the flavor. And if they've played card games before, be completely copacetic. Maybe even after one. Now, if they haven't played card games before, and when I say card games, I mean really what I'm talking about is applying the golden rule of card games, which is. If the cards and the rules conflict, what wins? The, the cards, cards win, right? Context. So the card text rules over uh, the the golden rule of card gaming. So so that's a hard one to get around because the basic the basic rule of card games is 
Card games have a set of rules, and the cards break them. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. The cards break them. They they rule. They, some cards work within them, but some both most cards will break them in some way. Now, the, you know, one of the best things about uh, conquest is so far I haven't seen that in the in the now there that where rules have been broken. I have seen ones where obviously armor bane and and uh, area effect where they interact differently, or we expected they interact differently than than. Well, no, no, no. Like I'm, I'm talking about like things like Infernal Gateway. So you can deploy cards right during the deploy phase, mm-hmm. but that's but, and that's the only time you can play cards out of your hand naturally. Otherwise, you need a card like Infernal Gateway to, as a combat action, put a unit with printed class three or lower into play. So okay. you pay one to break the rules of the deploy phase, and you put a unit into play. So this, so that's what, what I'm saying, saying is okay. Gateway also, breaks the rule of the deploy phase. I do get what you're saying. I also I think John makes a good point, and it's this is totally meta stuff. Conquest is quite tightly designed because it doesn't worry about there's no there's no like play this ignoring damage no that's called armor bane play this preventing that damage uh, play this card to prevent that damage no that's called shielding right even i mean there aren't aren't as many um individual text boxes there are pre-built abilities a lot of pre-thought in the design yeah i would i would say if you're teaching the game um and you have a couple of decks strip everything out except for the units for the first round play with an open hand and say okay here's my army units you're going to have X amount of resources. You're going to draw your cards. You're going to deploy. So you show them deployment, right? You show them how to win command with units. You show them combat. You commit your warlords and you say, okay, everything. You take out all the tactic cards. You know, and it, I mean, you mean the event cards? Yeah. The yeah, yeah, the event cards. Ta- yeah. Uh, take out shields. You know, just, just if you're teaching a game, like, okay, great. Just so they can start doing the basic math of, and seeing things like range, okay, okay. seeing things like area effects, seeing things like how important initiative is in that situation. Um, and then see, and then put the, and then show them these events. It's like, and this is what, these are the, these are the tactics you use to change the initiative. Well, yeah, it, when it, you are going to be on the, en- when you are going to be on the wrong end of the stick, these are the cards that you used. And you can do that. There's, there's, I mean, we're talking about there's multiple ways to approach this, right? So you can have a 30-card deck, which is the, the core starter. The core suggests, you know, the learn-to-play guide, I think, says take take X, these cards and take these cards, which I think amount to a 30-card deck or maybe a 39-card deck, something like that, mm-hmm. right? And it, com- it, and it composes this, that deck, and then you play with that. And then, you know, the learn-to-play sequence even says... Ignore the text on the cards, and I right? And just play yeah. them with, with just play them with the two twos yeah. Yeah, and the damage. And see, stuff I wouldn't like necessarily ignore so the text, but I think if you, that one, you know, if you take out all, if you take out all the events, then you have two decks that are obviously very simplistic that you can start with and show them, and not have to have these specially built starter decks. Yeah. I, I would cut, and I think you've got a darn good point there. And largely because if you break the game down to unit versus unit, what you're worried about is is deployment and positioning, and that is the game. Right. Everything else is just messing. Oh, that's, that's, that's messing a, with that. That is method. a cornerstone, and yeah, I, I think a that's a, I think that's a cornerstone that's a that that gets overlooked, because it's not until I've started playing, and had a number of weeks of experience and a number of losses, realizing. Oh gosh, you know I shouldn't just rely on getting my two cards and my four resources. I really need to make sure because you know I'm out uniteded because my opponent's been winning command. I'm out carded because my opponent's winning command. I really have to focus on making sure that my deck is strong in command, and that is a mechanic I think that kind of goes. Oh yeah, you know you just let out units and you count out the ham- count out the number of hammers and then you get those cards. 
or you get those resources. Yeah, that's 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 that, the deep. That thing. is such an that's important, yeah. important, important foundation stone. I I, I think uh, new players don't don't get that don't get that in, inundated. I would say yeah, that that is definitely the the learning the learning watershed moment, which is the whole hold on where where things go right now is really absolutely essential. It's more important than the shields and the weird things I have in my hand. Far more important. Yeah, well, like, like, like yeah. you pointed out um, earlier, yeah. you know, it, it's really positioning is, you know, one of the one of the reasons I think I did so well with my Strachan deck. Um, I had lots of small units, but I've played this a long time, and I know where I where I can win command, where I need to, where I need to pull back, and w having those, you know... Having that experience with the deck? Ha having that experience with the deck, but also, I mean, having that... Having knowing my deck is, I mean, I have this card in my hand, but I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to draw into it. And having that, being being able to set up my position two or three moves ahead, it's almost there's the chest there. It's like I don't have this combination yet, but if I get this combination, I need to have this ready over here at such and such planet. The trigger, you know, the planet three okay. or four. I'll buy that. I'll yeah. buy that. So. Being able to teach that early, saying you don't want to have everything right at the one planet. Great, you win the one planet, but it's not a one planet game, right. unless you're, unless you happen to, even even if you happen to bloody the warlord, they still you still have to go it's another turn. Yep. It's at least two planets, right? <laughs> right. When uh, people have asked me to, oh, what's this game about? And I've tried, or, or I had a couple of people even ask, hey, I saw you doing a podcast. What's what's this uh, conquest? And I explained. I tried to, I was so excited, I just threw everything at, oh, it's based on Warhammer 40K, which is Space Marines, and it's a living card game, so uh, you don't have to worry about trying to figure out what, you know, how many rares you can get, and you build these decks, and you build your armies, and you go, and they're like, oh, okay, great. And I realized I'd lost them, you know, once as soon as I started going way too, way too overboard. If I can chop in a tiny bit, for those of, I don't ever mention this on the, on the um, podcast before, I actually worked for Games Workshop. My first job was in a Games Workshop store. I was a hobby assistant. Awesome. And um, there were two parts of selling the hobby and that we're doing right now. One of them was the game. Here is this cool game. Here is these mechanics, and you maneuver these armies around, and you you know you outflank each other, and you use your tactics. And then there's the other side, which is the space marine, the orcs, and the eldar, and the cool stuff. And we used to say that second part is the froth. <laughs> and you, and you, whenever you approach them, you need to balance the froth with the substance. So yeah. you, you were saying you, you opened up with the froth, which is normal. Don't worry. And you yeah. opened up with plenty of froth. Like, this game, you know, yeah. this thing, you know. Yeah, so this is how I'm going to approach talking about the game and giving them, first of all, the setting, see if that hooks them. Oh, it's it's Warhammer 40K, familiar with that. Oh, well, it's set in the future, it's Space Marines. Do you like the movie Aliens? Completely a lot like that. You know, where you, you can play, you're either playing the Space Marines or you're playing the Aliens and see if that hooks them. Or if you realize that they're very, uh, that they really do like games already and... It, it starts and say it's a wonderfully tactical game. You you, it all depends on units and positioning and having certain certain uh, superiority with uh, winning winning resources and cards over your opponent. All right, cool. So I think the, cool. I think those you, you know two prong approach might be better for me now. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Having said what I said before, yeah, from experience, absolutely bang on. And the trick is to which one to. To emphasize, yeah, you got to pick up which one when you when her eyes glaze over switch. <laughs> yeah, when her exactly. eyes glaze over second time, go. Oh, okay. Well, you probably. Thanks for just into, listening to me. We're in, into the retail retail training now for you yeah. guys. For you guys listening. There we go. <laughs> all right. So, um, so having said all that, having said all, talking about the learning, what kind of learning? What kind of excitement do you guys have 
for Zogwarts Curse. What's uh, you know uh, a lot a lot of folks go over these cards uh, uh, in detail, and so uh, we'll let them do a much better job than we ever would. And we'll just talk about one or two cards that we're favorite. We, we have favorites of. Now we don't have the cards quite in hand yet. We're sitting here at Hotter Game Cafe on a Friday morning, really hoping the UPS guy shows up in <laughs> yes, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, if if you hear some odd cuts, it's probably because UPS showed up. <laughs> so, but but I like I, there there are two cards in here that I like. I uh, I'm especially drawn to uh, Steel Legion Chimera. Because I really, really want to turn on Strachan. I want to play some Astro Military Imperial Guard, however, you know, whatever flavor you you like of the, that particular title. Uh, but I also like I also like the idea of tense negotiations. I mean, I, you know, Tau is Tau is already powerful, but being able to exhaust your warlord, especially on She, exhaust him, trigger the battle, trigger that planet's ability again, yeah. keep him at the planet, so all the units still have armor bane. He untaps and you you win the second time. That's a that's a huge huge deal. You know that is big. So I'm I'm really excited about tense negotiations. I like Steel Legion Chimera for the for the damage prevention. Um, uh, that isn't shields, right? So it's so it's a counter to armor bane. It's a counter to to Zinch's fire. Well, not Zinch's firestorm, but it's a counter to the attack damage because it prevents one attack damage. And then and then. Uh, Fantastically enough, I think I like the two-two uh, warlord plus two attack um, dark Eldar unit that's in there. You know, they get the, it's a it's a two-two plus two when in, with when they're with the warlord, and I kind of like that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. The John, you're our resident chaos player. Oh, Let me guess, Nurgle what you might like it. <laughs> Nurgle is coming. Nurgle, Nurgle was. I love Nurgle, but I think you are going to see with the gleeful plague beast. <laughs> And baneful grenades and even doom bolts mixed in there. Oh, get ready for some pain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, be, well, yeah. lethal plague beast. You're gonna all the units are gonna take damage before combat starts. Well, you know, combat starts, but I mean before actions, before ranged. Is Everybody it, takes one it, damage. Is it the end of combat or is it the beginning of combat? It's beginning of combat. Really? Doom bolt? No, for gleeful plague beast. After the combat phase begins. Yeah. After they begin. So it's a force it's reaction. Wow. So, yeah. so it's a five combat unit. That's awesome. It's, but it's a three attack, and it's a five hit point unit. It's demon, it's Nurgle, it's elite, with one command icon. No, So no war gear attachments. Force reaction. After combat phase begins, deal one damage to each unit at the planet. So it's going to be damaging everything. It's going to so be yeah, damaging your own stuff. But, I mean, we were talking about how great it was when you had uh, the Nur- uh, the the plague bearers out and something moved and took a damage. Now you're going to take a damage at the start of combat. Now it's shieldable, of course. Yeah. I, I would say it's shieldable, shieldable yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it I is. Mean, Whenever damage is dealt, you can yeah. interrupt you with can, the yeah. playing by shields. Yeah. Unless it's armor bane. <laughs> of course. Uh, but you're, and then, you know, you have something like, oh, honored librarian? Great. Take a damage at the start of it. Oh, combat action start. I'm going to doom bolt that thing. Yeah, oh yeah, take another yeah, point yeah, of damage. Yeah, I'll yeah. pay one to get rid of your honor, honor librarian with the tower yeah. rifle. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep, that'll do it. You know that um, having having that indomitable and indomitable doesn't prevent either one of those, right? Because it's an attack. Pretty sure, yeah. Yeah, pretty sure that's yeah. The one downside to it. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. So no indomitable. Um, you know, doom bolt. 
uh, I can target that if there's if uh, there's a whole bunch if I'm facing a whole lot of stuff I can drop a plague beast and then maybe a warp storm and the only thing that's left at the planet might be the plague beast oh boy <laughs> I ooh yeah yeah you know and and then the baleful grenade uh, attached to a nurgle it's an attachment that it has to go onto a nurgle unit but it gives it gives it an that you can exhaust and sacrifice exhaust a unit sacrifice the the no, attachment you just sacrifice the attachment to give the unit air effect too. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So Wait, so at the end of the phase or for time. I think until the end of the phase. Blight grenades. So a one cost attachment, one shield attached to a Nurgle unit. Combat action. Sacrifices attachment to give attached unit area effect two until the end of the combat round. So just the one. Oh, just the one time. But I guess you could, you could if you could somehow ready him. Ready, 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 boom, boom, boom. But otherwise, yeah, you're right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, we've just seen how powerful Still. powerful area effect one is. All of a sudden now, I'm going to have a Gleeful Plague Beast, and I'm going to do an area effect two, and then maybe uh, Nurgle Bomb, and maybe the, yeah. the uh, you know... Uh, well, Nurgle Bomb alone, with, with Gleeful Plague Beast and a Nurgle Bomb, you might completely eradicate everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Non-Nurgles. The vast majority of what you're hitting is not... Or at least they're leaving yeah, the planet. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, we just <laughs> took, oh, we just took one from the beautiful baby beast. Oh, and now a nurgling bomb goes off. Also running away now. Oh, well, we could either stay and die or leave. And <laughs> right, so you force every, Probably you know, everybody leave. back to their HQ. Yeah. And then who knows? Maybe you got the whole things about being able to do. Sorry, do damage. Horrible thought just comes to mind as well, um, and that's Zarathur at the same planet as a gleeful play beast. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's it's just rough. atrocious. Rough. Alrighty, well, I'm, I'm going to throw in here. Um, first of all. Tense negotiations is the card I will be playing. <laughs> um, I mean, you've already you've already said everything to say about that one. I mean, looked at it and went, so that's awful. That's just fantastic. Um, heavy marker drone. Um, uh, drone attached to enemy ar army unit. Double damage dealt to attached units. Yeah, that's. I think I've been thinking about this one because I I really like that too. We talked about that as it was spoiled last time. Mm -hmm. One of the things. But that's the target, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas you have an ion rifle where I get to vary my target, vary my, my, my mm -hmm. I get to distribute my hits. Now I get to focus my hits. I don't know if, if we get to a point where the game has a lot of big, bad mamma jammas, that's going to be a big card because you want to mm -hmm. take that big guy out. But right now, I don't, I don't know. I, it's, it's a mix. I, yeah, I, 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 I want to experiment with it. It's a one-off. It's what I'm thinking. It's a one-off. It's a two-shield two card anyway, so nothing lost. Is it two? two is two it two shield? Two shield. So it's oh, okay. Yeah, so, so it is two shield. So okay. All right. Even, even when I'm talking about like you know the occasional on she hit, the occasional um, ethereal envoy hit. Oh, yeah. it's an ethereal envoy. You got oh, man, I don't care. It's oh, it's two damage now. Oh wait, that's a bit worse. You know that kind of thing. I was thinking yeah. with range. That that with range mm. all of a sudden, like okay, well I'm going to take some damage with the range heavy marker drone. Your guy's going to die during the range now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like cool. And it is an attachment, so you can deploy it. Yeah, with an ambush it. platform. Yeah, Shadow Sun loves it too. Comes in when he when she comes in. And yeah, that's true. Oh, ooh, yeah. I hadn't thought about Shadow Sun. Yeah. That's the one <laughs> remaining warlord where I played him early, and I just couldn't get him to work very well. She. And so now, now or she? Sorry, it's she. She. Shadow Sun lady. Okay, so <laughs> she, and so I couldn't get her to work very well, and I've kind of been waiting. Maybe this is the pack where the attachments get numerous enough and significant enough because uh, it's not just about attachments it's about attachments that you want to play and you can play given their cost right mm -hmm. so ambush platforms is huge because you have iron rifle and uh, 
and, and this now because it's a one cost attachment. So you could put it out there with an ambush platform for free. You exhaust mm -hmm. the Oh yeah, by the way, your, your unit's gonna take double damage. So, so. That's, my, I'm, that's my, I like that card. My favorite card of the pack, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go counter to everything we were saying earlier, is the big broadside battle suit. <laughs> I like broadside battle suits, I already have. This is my, I'm going to make this play card. I'm thinking about one or two of these. I wanna try it in on she, because a gun drone on that turns into AOE for armor bait. <laughs> yeah. That's two cards with a lot of resources. I know, I know. That just makes me cackle. That just makes me go, that has to happen. That's not good. That just has oh, to happen. Crap. Um, oh, oh even area effects stacks. Yes. Oh my so god. So it, it gains. We should explain to the people listening. <laughs> it's a six four six with three command. First of all, it um, when you put an attachment on it, it gains AOE two, and you attach a gun drone to give something AOE two, so we get AOE four. And I know where I'm putting my heavy marker <laughs> drone. <laughs> 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 Holy criminy. Oh my god. Yeah, I am gonna. And he I'm doesn't leave. Yeah. Right? He doesn't leave because he's not an ethereal unit. Well, the guy's so you just have, oh, I'm going to trigger this battle ability with armor, with, 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 uh, with uh, on she. Oh, by the way, everybody takes, or like, whatever, you know, every, I take a resource from you. I don't care. But he Everyone sticks around four. for a second. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's taking eight. It's not easy to play. I'm thinking one or two. I'm going to try it with on she. To be honest, though, Shadow Sun. We said this with the marker drone. Shadow Sun. You put this guy out, Shadow Sun comes in, throws an attachment onto it, and everyone goes, ooh, that's a big thing to kill with a lot of AoE. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So it's yeah. expensive as hell. I don't, I don't make any, bo any bones about it, but I am going to make this work. Yeah, I, I Shadow, Sun, Shadow Sun, she can't put gun drones on him. But Correct. But anything wow. else. Oh, put, put the, um, the, yeah. the thingy shield on. And yeah. you've got a unit that's impossibly hard to Repulsor deal with. Yeah. field. That's amazing. Yeah, AOE four, <laughs> AOE four armor bane. It's gonna happen. <laughs> no, it's oh, it has happened. I faced that. My guess is the play now, now, yeah, sure. now instead of three cards, it only takes two, two cards. Yeah, exactly. And one that's fairly hard to deal with. It's elite. It's hard health. I'm, 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 it's gonna, I'm gonna make it work. I've decided. Yeah. I will report back. I'm gonna make this work. <laughs> okay. So what we do is when we play you is we deprive you of resources. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> nice big joke, right? And um, the card and a card I dog way earlier, but I, I've grown to love. Uh, you're gonna have to include that fallback, right? Fall back the, oh, the, yes. the resource <laughs> where, like oh, I destroyed it finally I finally killed it ah, fall back my elite unit comes back <laughs> and I playing Shadow Sun so I'll just put the put the uh, put the attachment back on him from, yeah. the, from the graveyard oh, from the ash heap okay. whatever it is <laughs> that was awesome well I'm I'm, I'm going to wrap up very briefly we've been oh, sure. chatting about very bits of bits of lore and stuff but um, Zogwarts yeah, Curse yeah. Um, I'm I'm going to throw in a little thing here it's a tiny little bit um, we've been talking about orcs a bit Zogwarts is an orc. Amongst the orc race, a little thing called squigs. <laughs> squigs are something that come along with orcs. They're, they're sort of in the same um, breed area, sort of the same related organism, little bouncy ball, little bouncy balls of destruction, really, to be honest. Yeah, tiny, tiny, vicious. Pictures <laughs> just look of nothing like just yeah. basically a, yeah, a little ball of teeth. Yeah, a, a, a leopard with the um, temperament of a chihuahua is a good description, <laughs> really. You know, little psychotic little things. Well, I mention this really simply because, well, what is Zogwarts curse? Really simple. When Zogwarts was first developing as a weird boy in Orc Psyker, he found they found that he randomly turned people into squigs. So the simple <laughs> answer is Zogwarts curse is the ability to turn someone into a squig. And that's my that's ending awesome. point for the day. That's awesome. So which is which kind of explains why. Like I mean, because I, I looked at him and I'm like, okay, so when he commits to a planet, boom, Snotling. Oh, because he's so oh so he's like kid. Oh, but when he attacks. Oh, uh, Snotling. Wait, what? Okay, and then there's then there's his signature in his signature event, um, or signature attachment, yeah. I think, 
when you when you uh, when that person becomes a, a, a defender, put a snotling into play. So he just like snotlings just come into play all over the place. Oh man, it's pretty funny. It'll be it'll be it'll you'll uh, you might run out of snotling tokens. You might hit those those ten tokens. Yeah, and be ten. Done, right? Ten's the limit. Remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, so. to which I'm going to respond AOE for armor bane. Answer to everything, but there we go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> there we go. All yeah. right, so yeah, talk about nuking for more AOE for armor bane. Pretty much is it, nuking for armor. It's the only way to be sure. Yeah, it's the only way to be sure. Just just yeah. send one down there and have him spray the entire entire planet in in, uh. in, uh, in gunfire. <laughs> Sorry, you saw what spraying something's ever was a. Uh, broad, broadside battle suit with a huge um, bug bug sprayer backpack on. Like, get away! <laughs> get away. <laughs> oh, <one of> the <laughs> miniatures. Yeah, you know, get away. Cool. Uh, All right. Uh, so there, there's a couple of Star Wars championships left here in Colorado. We mentioned Gamers Haven in Colorado Springs on March 21st. Um, we'll also be going to the Conclave of Gamers April 16th through the 19th in Denver, where we hope to hold the Conquest League. Where, and uh, I'm hearing that uh, kits are coming in, so I'll be able to confirm uh, whether or not we'll be able to hold that Conquest League with kit prizes. So if you're in the area, come on down. Uh, we'll also be at Gen Con, and we'll be, uh, John and I, and I, I think Carl, are trying to figure out exactly how we can make a regional or two. Um, mm -hmm. Probably one, Probably, but, <laughs> but maybe two. We'll see. Um, so we'll also be at Gen Con. We look forward to, to uh, interacting with any, everybody and uh, anybody that comes up and says, you're an idiot, and I think your <laughs> podcast is... Very strange. They don't and, 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 and then I'll be like, okay, thank you very much. I'm glad you enjoyed listening. We can say, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> thanks for listening. Yeah, they, they don't, don't listen. Thanks for the comments. Yeah. So. <laughs> for a shameless plug-in, oh, um, sure. since we are sure. at the Haunted Game Cafe, um, we're getting more and more people looking slightly interested in Conquest around here. So if you're in the vague area of Fort Collins, um, Thursday nights is open gaming. There's a bunch of people playing other card games. Conquest would be a good night for that. I'm guaranteed to be here. So <laughs> I, I work during the day, so I will be here in the evening. So swing on by if you possibly can. We'd love to see some more people here playing. So. And if Great. you just want some coffee, oh, best coffee in town. <laughs> see, I don't even have to pay him. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to Team Covenant for hosting this Warcast and the Haunted Game Cafe for the recording space. If you would like to join the discussion, have ideas for future episodes, feedback, or questions for us, you can contact us at TraxisSectorWarcast at gmail.com via our Facebook page or Twitter at Traxis Sector WC, or leave a comment in the episode's comment section. Thanks for listening. The Emperor Protects. Oh, uh, the best news is that? Yeah, that's what 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 that